Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Hello and To Do. Greetings. My name is Seasons Mathis, greetings. And this is John. Hey. <laughs> hey, everybody. I didn't actually have a song, band, but yeah, <laughs> I thought yeah. I did. Um, we talked about a lot of uh, a lot of movie news this week. We mm-hmm. talked a little bit of politics. We talked a little bit of um, existentialism. John, you want to tell them what we were talking about? I will, Mathis. So there was a lot of great, well, I won't say great trailers. There was a lot of trailers that came out this week. A lot of big name trailers. A lot of (laughs) A-list trailers. Um, You know, we talk about the actual full Mummy teaser and how we feel about it. Um, We also the Transformers trailer, War of the Planet of the Apes. God, there's so many. Or not first and foremost. (laughs) The biggest one was the Spider-Man trailer. And so we give our uh, feelings on that. We then kind of do a run-on of our conversation last week about Trevor Noah and Tommy Lauren because uh, Tommy Lauren and Trevor Noah, they both kind of separately talked about their experiences on The Daily Show, and we kind of talk about our frustrations, um, kind of our hopes for the future Mm -hmm. um, politically when it comes to, you know, the commentary and how we wish America, you know, would come together in these next four years politically and um, kind of commentate differently. Um, and then finish it off talking about, you know, kind of identity. Well, it is identity, but um, more so mm-hmm. when we strip away external things and we just kind of are left with ourselves. What is the thing that is kind of guiding us and what is the thing that we should really focus on yeah. when um, we think about, you know, just moving forward and how we define ourselves and identify with ourselves. Um, and that's wow. about it. You, you put the identity segment in some perfect words right there. That was, good? that was a really good uh, summary of that. Thank you. It's a good tease. Yeah, people are like, ooh. People are intrigued. <laughs> Anyways, if you guys uh, would like to uh, hit us up at our Twitter, it's at hello and to do. And if you want to email us any uh, things that you'd like us to discuss or any opinions on the matters that we discuss, you can do that at hello and to do at gmail.com. It's H E L L O. A-N-D-A-D-I-E-U at gmail.com. If you want to know how to spell that, you can just look at your phone right now at the, the podcast that you're listening to and go, huh, that's, that's how, how you spell it do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, I hope everyone enjoys the episode and we'll see you next week. Hello, John. Hello, Matthias. Hello, all of our listeners. Yes. Hello. So we're back uh, across the country from each other. And we're sad. But not too sad. It's just different. Nope. How have you been? I've been good. You've been cold? I've been busy. Oh, girl, (laughs) I've been cold. And I've been busy. But it's been good. Yeah, you just went to a Bastille concert. Yes. So in the middle of the week, last like Wednesday, I got a text from my friend being like, I have free tickets. You want to go see oh, Bastille? You didn't even pay. <laughs> nope. In Milwaukee. So it's like an hour and a half yeah, it's north not too bad. in Wisconsin. Um, and I was like, uh, yeah. But this is actually a big deal for me because I like my sleep. 
I was going to say, like, oh, my God, you lost a lot of sleep by doing this. I did. (laughs) But I'm trying to be more spontaneous, first of all. And I'm trying not to focus on sleep too much because I just sometimes I get too focused on getting the right amount of sleep. And so I need to, like, get out of my headspace a little and be like, I'll be okay if I get three hours of sleep. If I'm going to have fun. Yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah, that happens to me, too. More lately now because... I just feel like in adulthood, you like really focus on like, I need my sleep. Yeah. Well, you're, you, I think one of the things is, is that you know how terrible your life's going to be if you don't sleep. Like, yeah, it's, it's a little hard and to get like through a day. sleeping is just so, so good, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, just to fall better. into that, that mindset of like, sleep is good. Sleep is good because See, I know I'm trying I, to fall out of that yeah. so that I like will do stuff. But anyway, so it forced me out of that and it was actually a lot of fun. So it was in Milwaukee. It was at the rave it's called. And it was put on by a radio station. So it's, it was almost like you would go to like a jingle bash type of thing. Okay. And would, different people would play. It was like that except on a small scale. So they were all on like one stage uh-huh. and there were four different people, but we missed the first one. We missed most of the second one, but the second one was more folky. I forget what his name was. Something Andrew in the wilderness or something like that. Sounds pretty folky. Yeah. Um, the second one or the third one, was AWOL Nation. So it's like complete opposite of folk. It's like yeah. electronic I thought you were going to say complete opposite of Bastille. And I was like, ah, not <laughs> necessarily, but they're, yes. I mean, they're definitely on different levels, but yeah. AWOL Nation's like, if you know the song sale, <laughs> it's like this huge. <laughs> um, so there's a complete different audience for that. And, and then if you don't know that song, you kind of don't know just, AWOL Nation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, they also have a lot of memes or vines for their song, like run or something. Oh really? My friend, my friend Ryan was telling me about that too. Yeah. Is it funny? Actually really funny. Oh yeah. Um, and then Bastille came on after that. And so it was a late night. So we, I didn't get home till like one thirty, and then that would, yeah. have, that's, that must've been really hard for you. It wasn't too bad actually. Probably just cause you had a really good time. Yeah. Yeah, and I, that I had to keep reminding myself to like not focus on like what time it was and that I needed sleep. I do that too. Um, it's hard to be present sometimes whenever, I mean, in general, but when it comes to sleep, when it comes to the rest of your week. Yeah, once you like get in a routine, it's kind of, it's not good, at least for me, because mm-hmm. routines are very, very good and you need them, but there's like a certain point where like you get OCD about your routine. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to like cut out of my life, but it's, it's difficult. You you do get a little particular about your routine sometimes. I do. But, so I'm trying, I'm making an effort. But you know that you are particular about it. Yeah. And you do things like that. So that's, that's healthy. Yeah. It, w- it was, but it was a lot of fun and I'm really happy I did it, but yes, it is cold. And we're supposed <laughs> it is to get very cold a, here. <laughs> back to the cold, everyone. It, we're supposed to get a ton of snow this weekend. Today is Saturday that we're recording and we're, the Chicago mm-hmm. area or Midwest is supposed to get a lot of snow today and tomorrow and also next week. So I really hope you make it guys. <laughs> I'm not going to, I heard there's a huge cold front that's about to just come over the entire U S like yeah, even California is going to get a little cold days next week. That's the rumor in the schools. You know? <laughs> Cause that's, that's, we've had those before where like, mm-hmm. it's like a negative, if it feels like negative 30 or something, mm-hmm. they'll cancel school. Mm-hmm. So well, that would be exciting. I guess, but I want to get out early, so, like, at yeah. the end of the year. Because you end up deducting those days at the end of the year, right? Where yeah, we add them on yeah, to the that's, end. that's what I mean. So, it's, there's pros and cons. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm... But enough about that. How was your week? <laughs> it was, it was very different 
I think it was very long for some reason. I oh. I think it's just because a lot's been happening, and I had a normal week for the most part, so it kind of just felt like a little too much routine. That I w- yeah. that I was like, uh, how is it Wednesday? It feels like a Friday, you know. But that's the worst too. Yeah, and it just happened the entire week, and <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, and I had a lot of existential um, conversations with myself this week, which we'll talk about. I'm just picturing <laughs> you like sitting of in front of like like uh, a three foot mirror and just being like, you know, today. I don't know who I am. <laughs> there were a few mornings where I got out of the shower and I looked in my mirror in my bathroom and I went audibly. I went, who am I? <laughs> Not even kidding. I respect that. No, I respect that. Yeah. And, and I, I've, I think I've said on this podcast before that I'm a verbal processor. So those sort of things do come out just yeah. speaking directly to myself in a mirror. I'm not crazy. I just no. seem like it. No, but um, it's healthy to talk to yourself. I think so. Yeah, even audibly. Yep. Um, yeah. Speaking of concerts, I'm gonna go see Gunger in a week, so that'll be fun. Uh, you have anybody, to let us know how it is. Yeah, for sure. For anyone who who didn't hear the episode a few weeks ago, we actually had Gunger on our podcast, and you know they're this really amazing band, and they've released some great albums this year that everybody should check out. They're really awesome. But they're doing this really, like, just bare-bones Christmas show where they're going around uh, the states and they're playing in uh, churches and they're playing in bars and they're playing in people's houses and they're playing, like, they're they're basically playing Christmas shows wherever anybody wants to, like, hold an event. And um, they're, they're singing, like, their favorite Christmas songs and they're singing some songs from their their new albums and it's just lisa and michael of the band on stage um you know like it's it's just those two members of the band there's no one else playing any instruments and it's michael playing a guitar and it's lisa singing and that's it like it's it's super it'll be so much fun yeah it's super bare bones it'll be it'll be really awesome i think but i'll let everyone know how it is please do other than that, this week, uh, Westworld finished. I guess. And it's the best thing I've seen in a long time, as far as TV goes. It's really good. I'm excited to talk about it on the our episode. Yeah, we're going to do a special episode where we just talk entirely through the Westworld uh, series. I've only started rewatching it a little bit. I don't know if you started yet, but... I haven't, but I will. Uh, it's like, it's delicious. Like, it's like delicious in the way that a complex puzzle is whenever you like make huge steps forward you know like Mm -hmm. it's just ah it's so much fun i I definitely encourage everyone to give it a give it a watch before did you like the finale i did like the finale so good other than that in movie news um so many trailers so many trailers came out i think we have to start because we talked about the teaser trailer to the teaser trailer of the mummy this is what i was saying when i was like Last th- week. this has been such a long week i forgot that i know came it, out it, this yes week. so the actual two minute long trailer teaser trailer came out and i hate to say that i did not hate it oh really i didn't i didn't necessarily i wasn't like yeah but like in a full trailer it looks like it'll be something that i could watch i was gonna say all of our suspicions were confirmed and then you said that and i was like yes well, well 
Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with that because it still feels like a Mission Impossible movie. Did you see that video of the uh, no? Someone recut the trailer as a Mission Impossible movie. It's that makes so much sense because that's what it feels like. You like you can't even tell the difference. It's very funny. But it seems like what they're doing with this, you get a little more of what the story might be about in the teaser trailer. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for what could be in the movie. And there's like a sequence in there with like a plane that was like really interesting and I really liked it. Mm. But I don't know. I just, I I still don't like the way that they're redoing this mummy movie. If this was like a movie that wasn't the mummy, I'd probably be like, ah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I feel like they're going to ruin the mummy, you know? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm afraid of too. The part where Tom Cruise dies and then wakes yeah. up, I was like, that's, wait, that's what? That's the plot thing I'm thinking, like, I'm intrigued about at least. Yeah, it it's interesting at least. It's a little interesting. Yeah. Another uh, trailer that came out that we've kind of talked badly about was Transformers. Did oh, you see the I, trailer I, for the Transformers? Oh my God, there were so many trailers. Yeah, yeah, but at this point, I think I... also I, didn't hate that one. And I... <laughs> I didn't hate it, but I, I didn't like it. I was just like, okay. Like, I'm okay that this exists. I'm probably not going to watch it. I'm still surprised that we're still making Transformers movies. Yeah, they made it so fast. Like, you watch it, and there's so many really but, incredible visual effects in there. And you're like, it does yeah. not take a few nights to, like, pull this off. There's a no lot of work. because it's subtitles the last night. <laughs> See, I already forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> but this this... Transformers movies looks a lot bigger in scope than the other ones. It looks mm, like they're yeah. like trying to like draw out like the universe of Transformers a bit. Is that helpful? You think? Um, I think we'll it see. just gives it a little more. Yeah, you know, because it's been so like, ugh. Yeah, it's stale. It's true. Like the whole story is stale. So maybe if they bring in other elements, um, I don't know. But those, I kind of wish I hated those two trailers more than I did. Mm. I was, but, you know, I was a little bummed that Anthony I'm an easy, Hopkins I'm an was easy in sell. it. You know, huh? I was a little bummed, bummed. A- Anthony Hopkins was in it. You know, I was I like, know, but what, Anthony? Don't Anthony. And I've been reading Tony. all these articles this week about uh, Anthony Hopkins in Westworld, and you know, directors and actors talking about what it was like to work with him, and people talking about why he gives like a great performance in Westworld, and what makes it so awesome. And I'm just, you know, being mesmerized by Anthony Hopkins, you know, as one of the greats and just remembering why everybody loves Anthony Hopkins. And then I watched the Transformers trailer and I'm like, and then you're in Transformers and I'm just confused. You know, he got paid bank. Oh yeah, for sure. I hope it comes out. I think it's usually public what people make on movies, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I would find out and we'll talk about it because I mean, even with Westworld, I'm sure he was making millions an episode. Oh yeah, like at least like low lower millions. So mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine what Transformers paid him. Right, probably showed up <laughs> for like a week and shot all of his scenes because he's such a mm-hmm. boss. And then was like, and he's like goodbye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Other than that, uh, Planet of the Apes. I just watched that earlier today. Really, that looks really fun. It does. Yeah, and I really like the last one. I don't know if it was the Dawn Conquest? was that the second one. No, Dawn of the Planet Dawn of the Apes. Dawn of the planet of the apes whatever the second I one so. was of the newer ones i think so yeah. i really like that they just yeah i think what makes them so good is that they're very they're very emotional so it makes it work really well like it's there's a lot of 
uh, dynamics between apes and humans and the apes and the apes and what it's like to be a leader and sacrifice and love for your people. Like there's a lot of really Mm -hmm. interesting things there. And obviously they're doing that on purpose because they're trying to show like that the apes, that the humans are watching the apes become just like them, you know? Yeah. So it's, I, yeah, I do find it fascinating when movies can almost seamlessly humanize non-humans like either in like AI artificial intelligence movies or, um, in movies like this where there's animals that and then when you're watching it you don't really think of them as necessarily an animal you think of them as a hu- you're, yeah. you know you're watching another human character well one of the i think one of the greatest things about the last one was everybody like all the critics were raving because there's no dialogue in the first 10 minutes like wow. and you're capturing what it's you're capturing the lives of these apes and they're all sign languaging to each other and they're all going on the hunt and they're all taking care of their tribe and you're just watching it all play out and it's mesmerizing because the visual effects have come so far that yeah, it it's... it looks really good you know you you can mm-hmm. the fact that you can sit through a bunch of apes sign languaging to each other for <laughs> yes. 10 minutes and be like really engaged in it means that the you know the CGI has come a long way seriously it's really cool yeah there's yeah like one of my favorite moments in the trailer was the the apes chasing the guy through the snow on horses it it just looked Mm. so Mm -hmm. good i was like that looks so like just like you said really fun yeah i also like that it's all snow like just (laughs) creates a new visually yeah creates a new look yeah it's interesting that they've had like A-list actors for all three, and they've all been t- entirely different uh, actors. You know, mm-hmm. like, totally different humans every movie. Yeah, I forget James Franco was in the first one. Yeah, speaking of James Franco, did you see that yeah. he's going to be an alien? I did see that, and I thought they already finished filming that. So I'm very confused. <laughs> I am too. Do you think? But I'm. Go ahead. I really want James Franco to like be like. He's an A-list actor, he's a, but he's a great actor. He's an yeah, but I feel like he hasn't done a lot of things recently that like really show his acting potential. He does a lot of comedies, mm-hmm. like slapstick comedies. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited for him to kind of be in a more dramatic thing, whether or not he's the comedic mm-hmm. person or not. I think he really should keep doing that type of stuff. I'm trying to remember um, the last time I really loved a James Franco performance. I know. It's been a little while. The only different one I can think of off the top of my head is Spring Breakers. And even then, he's like this, like weird. He he's amazing uh, in it, but yeah, it's also very James Franco-y in terms of him mm-hmm. just tapping into his most silly acting abilities. Right. It probably would be the eight movie or 127 hours, like that far back. God, yeah, I forgot how good he is in that. Yeah, he's a really yeah he's a really great actor. I actually I just thought about this. Um, do you think Guy Pierce will show? will have any sort of cameo in the new alien at all because it, it is following Prometheus, right? It's, it's a little ways afterwards, but is Guy Pierce in the Prometheus? Remember he's, um, he's Wayland, isn't he? And, Oh yeah, you're right. And the, the reason I'm sure there's going to be some cross is Numi in it. Numi Rapis. Uh, I cannot remember. I can't remember. I feel like I saw, I kept seeing like, she will be in it and then she won't be in it. So I'm not sure which in my mind. I yeah, can't remember. It was, it was way back and forth. I hope there is a lot of cross. I hope my, I hope Fossbender's in it too, as the guy, I forget what his, I think he's been AI on and off again, was. but I think that what the, what the sequel was has changed at least like three times. I don't think this is the sequel either to Prometheus. 
yeah, I think we've talked about this before. I don't think it's the sequel. I think it's based on Alien, but kind of in the same. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it just makes it really confusing because for a while they were making the sequel to Prometheus. Yes. And uh, it feels like they just decided not to make the sequel to Prometheus. So it is very confusing. Or push it till after this one. But the reason the reason why I ask about Guy Pierce is because I remember when we all saw Prometheus, you know, you, me, and all of our peers, it was very interesting that Guy Pierce is not the age that Guy Pierce is, except for the one viral campaign video that they made. Other than that, he's in old makeup and he's in one and a half scenes, essentially. So he's like this huge actor, he's this huge character, he's barely in the movie at all. And and he's in old makeup, so the the speculation between me and a lot of others was he's gonna show up later because why would they cast someone so young to play someone who is literally 95. Yeah. That is a very interesting aspect to films like that. When you see like Mm -hmm. a very popular A-list actor in a very small role and you're kind of like, wait a second, especially (laughs) like, are they friends with directors or Mm -hmm. like, is it something bigger? And I don't, I almost don't like it because then you can always tell if their character is going to play a role, you know, a bigger role than they seem. And in, but it's whatever. And in a lot of things, I wouldn't question it. But when it's a universe as big as Alien, I'm like, I feel like you're showing up in the future in some place. I, I actually think you're right. But I feel like Guy Pierce isn't necessarily a big enough actor to where that would apply. I'm, I could see it going both ways. Yeah. I more mean it just because they didn't cast an old man. They casted Guy Pierce. And oh, I see what you're You know what? Saying. That element is like, do you have like flashback scenes that you are implementing based on the progression of this this huge interplanetary company that are going to be playing a role in the subsequent movies you know that's that's kind of what it feels like that's very interesting we'll just have to see we will have to see although the james franco thing is really weird because i thought that they wrapped that too really so it's like where what is james franco doing i don't know <laughs> in the world when is, is it coming out do you remember i have no idea okay well i have no none idea. of us know the biggest, the biggest one, yeah. Trailer movie news was the Spider-Man trailer, and it was, ama- I I loved it. I have very mixed feelings. <sighs> Rude. I like I I mean it has the humor that I wanted to have. It's very For almost sure. lighthearted. Mm. I I really really like Tom Holland as Peter Parker. He's terrific. I think he yeah. plays it so well. Very nerdy, but also like confident, like. There's like an odd sense of like confidence in him, but still, you know, he's very insecure. It's it's an odd dynamic. He plays it really well. Um, I don't I don't know how I feel about Iron Man being in it as much as he is. I feel like Iron mm-hmm. Man is always in these, and I'm like, Ugh, have someone else. <laughs> um, I don't. I just I really liked it. What? Well, uh, coming it, back to the slash? Iron Man thing, they I think it might be a little bit of like the Joker in the Suicide Squad trailers where it's like, oh my God, the Joker's a huge right. role. And then he's like barely in the movie. So they, yeah, I'm sure he won't be in it a lot, but you know. that might be the case. Yeah. I think that it might be like that, but even if he's not, and they're just doing this because he is like Iron Man and everybody loves Iron Man. I think that they n- know that nobody wants to watch another Spider-Man movie unless somebody gives them a reason and if they sort of paint it as like this offshoot of the Avengers, then people are going to go, oh, well, then we have to watch it because obviously, you know, like it's not even 
like a yeah it's not even a question like oh well iron man's there so this is and they mentioned the avengers in the trailer so we should show up and i think that everyone at sony and everyone at disney is like the only way that people are going to show up for a sixth spider-man movie or yeah for the for the sixth spider-man movie in a series where there has yet to be one movie that everybody likes you know it's like right show them a ton of robert diane jr i you know like i don't know how else we're going to get people to show up so i'm sure that that's and where I just thought of this, you know, technically it's not an origin movie, but really it is in a sense that it's Tom Holland's first um, movie alone as Spider-Man. And so it mm-hmm. kind of is an origin movie in a sense. And I feel like the origin of Spider-Man in the MCU, the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. revolves around Tony Stark really kind of helping him become what he is. Yeah. So I almost wonder if he's playing kind of that origin role of like helping him become what he will be in that first movie. Well, Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Like, and I, so. a friend was telling me that that is very canon. Like that, that does happen in the comics. Like, Oh, good. Iron Man or Tony Stark does come up alongside him and sort of show him how, how to be Spider-Man in a sense. I do. I will say I watched the, this is really funny, but I watched the trailer before I went to work and I went, eh, okay. And I'll come back to that, but um, just why I had that reaction. Uh, and then I, I got to work and I asked everyone to work, hey, have you seen it? Wait, it's out? Yeah. So then I watched it again on my computer and a coworker watched. And I was still like, nah. And then another coworker came in and was like, wait, it's out? Can you show it to me? And then I watched it again. And this kept happening. And I was like, just go watch it on your own. And they were like, but it's pulled up on your computer. And I'm standing right here. And I was like, okay. So I watched it like five times within like the, all within like an hour of each other. And I liked it more as I kept watching it. So that kind of gave me a certain, I don't know what the word would be. I was just more okay with the movie. But I think the reason why I've just been meh for the most part over it is that it's, I just don't really care to see another Spider-Man movie. And it doesn't it doesn't look bad. You know, it doesn't look like a bad movie to me. I think that the Iron Man stuff looks uh really good and I think Tom Holland looks great and I think they're going to focus a lot on high school and I'm like good, but I don't I don't want to see another Spider-Man movie very much. And I wish You're that You're not alone, I don't think. Yeah. And I wish that it just wasn't ruined for me because I think that Spider-Man is like a a really amazing character and this is one of the, this is one of the reasons why I liked the trailer more that I, the more that I watched it I remembered the way that Spider-Man is um he's so young and his heart like yearns to be um good to people and he in that trailer you see that he yearns to take care of his city and he can't stay away from a fight and there's just something really beautiful about it and I think that Tom Holland is going to capture that really well. I really like, mm-hmm. I really like that in movies when you can't you can't avoid the fight because you you have to do it, and and to come from a child's heart and from a child's mind is another like just really powerful element about that. It's kind of Spielbergian in that sense of like I have to do something yeah. and I have no power, but I mean it is Spider Man, so he has a ton of power. But still, mm-hmm. in the sense of like. I don't even know what I'm doing. And there's that part in the trailer where his friend is like, but you're just a kid, you know, like, yeah. what are you going to do? And he's like, I don't, I don't know, but I'm Spider-Man. I, I don't remember exactly what he says, but that's essentially like his attitude towards it. 
And I, I really do like those elements. And I do too. I don't want Spider-Man to be tired and worn out as a property. I want it to be fun forever, but I'm right. Yeah, it is what it is. I, I think it's going to be good. I think I, it's going to be fun. I bet they'll They're, make a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's funny that they had to, they had to like make this many Spider-Man movies to sort of get away from the beginning of, I know. of the Spider-Man story. And yet to also stay in the beginning, like, like everyone wants to show the moment that he becomes Spider-Man, but nobody wants to stay in high school. And it's, it's like, ah, but that's like the beauty of it. He is a very young character. It is a high school John Hughes vibe, uh, romance, um, teen angst sort of thing. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't wait. I, yeah. I figured you were going to love it. And I did. I have nothing against it, but I think you understand. You're yeah. You're a tougher sell than I am. That's just what it is. (laughs) I'm just, it's not a bad thing. It's just, uh, I mean, we talk about superhero movies all the time and, Mm-hmm. I'm just so like, eh, just I know. It's give okay. me a good superhero movie, <laughs> you know. And never mind. I'm gonna stop talking. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We we understand. We understand you, right, everyone? <laughs> yeah. Right. Then there's one guy in the background. No, boo, <laughs> boo. You're the puppet. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I wanted to bring up because we talked about it last week. Um, so last week we talked about Trevor Noah and Tommy, is it Lauren? Mm -hmm. Is that how we say it? Um, they had, (laughs) um, they had a pretty candid discussion on the daily show Mm -hmm. and, you know, Mathis and I talked about kind of how we really liked the interview because it was two opposing sides, people very much so on the end of their political spectrum, like they're he's very left. She's very right that, you know, they're not in the middle at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of praise them for kind of coming together kind of in pretty much a non-aggressive way, being able to talk to each other, yeah. um, in a civil way. And then I, did we talk about how they went to dinner after? I don't quite remember. I think we did. Yeah, we did. Um, TMZ, you know, caught them late out at night. No, just kidding. But they went to dinner and TMZ got a picture of them. Um, who knows what they talked about, but I like that. I was like, wow, you know, it really shows that, you know, maybe all hope isn't lost when it comes to politics these days. Yeah. Um, but then earlier this week I saw that, um, Tommy on her show talked about her experience on the daily show and pretty much ripped it to shreds, you know, saying that it was, you know, not a, it wasn't good, you know, that there's a whole lot of double standards that she was booed and heckled and, you know, pretty much just making the whole experience seem like it was absolute torture and that Trevor Noah, you know, whatever. But anyways, I was very frustrated with this because last, last week I talked about, you know, how I started to really understand her and I, you know, respected her in what she does more. And I feel like now it's hard for me to like respect the way she went about it because to me it seems like she's doing it just to get more views and i feel like she had an opportunity on her show to really kind of bridge the gap and you know talk about how you know it was a good experience it wasn't great and she could totally talk about the double standards of you know the liberal side and especially with the show that's fine because there's definitely double standards involved um right but i felt like she went about it in a way that was just 
she went back to her aggressive nature with the show, which is what it is because it, that's what, that's what gets views. Um, and it was just really frustrating to me. I was really, really hoping that she would kind of come at it from a more neutral place. And I, and I'm not sure if Trevor Noah, you know, said anything about it. Cause I, I didn't see him on my Facebook feed, but do you know if he said anything about the whole experience? Yeah, he definitely did. And I learned, <clears throat> I learned a handful of other things just about the reception of it. I, I'm trying not to, not to get upset about the whole, I mean, not upset's a strong word, but yeah, I'm not upset about it. It just, it frustrates me. Cause I was yeah. so like, I was kind of, I was refueled a bit by seeing that conversation being like, this is what needs to happen in our world more because yeah. our political environment is, you know, up in flames. I'm like, we need these two people who have such an influence on both sides to come together and have these conversations because that's what's important. And, you know, we just yeah. live in this world where no one can have like an opinion. It's, it's like we have to be on one side or the other. And I was like, yes, finally. And yeah. I feel like everything that all the good that came from that conversation is kind of gone now. Well, uh, the reason why I'm frustrated is because I, I learned a little bit more about on Trevor Noah's side, a little bit of stuff. And I don't, I don't know if it went as poorly as it, as it did with, uh, Tommy's reaction because he wasn't, I, you know, I was watching this interview and he wasn't in the situation to do what, what Tommy did. But before I move on to that, the, she submitted to her brand. That's what we talked about before we mm -hmm. started where she knew yeah. she knew the more views and the better reaction was the one that said, if they booed me, I'm going to like bark back. It's very reactionary. And, yes. and you know, like you and I both know why she did it. She, she did it yep. because it's her, her thing. It's her thing. It's what she does. Um, th that being said, I think that there is something there is something to be said about still taking your voice to another person and you can go say whatever you want to on your own show. But as long as like she keeps doing that or Trevor keeps doing that, like just willing, willing to like leave that voice behind sometimes, you know, I'm not saying it's the, it's the best circumstance, but I think that, that, that there's still a little hope to see that it continues. And, um, there's something else that gave me a little hope about, um, uh, about this continuing did you see what van jones did he did that um that messy truth segment on cnn where he did like a town hall sort of setting he had a bunch of people from both sides come in did you see this mm. at all no he did like a he did like a, a special segment where he basically talked to a bunch of people um from the left and from the right and talked about the problems with both parties and like tried to like bring people together in order to to hear each other out and i was telling you how much i disliked van jones and that moment just gave me a lot of uh a lot of respect for him because he said a lot of things about both parties where i went i don't fully disagree with you and and i don't i don't agree with his ideology about things but i respect his character a lot because he's he's really talking about the future in a way that that all Democrats should be talking about it and that all Republicans should be talking about it. Obviously, mm -hmm. I, I, I say Democrats before Republicans because uh, Democrats are really trying to figure out what to do um, post-Trump uh, presidency and Republicans are trying to you know, figure out how to, how to make the most of the Trump presidency. So like, that's why right. I say that they're trying to figure out that element and it's a little different for both sides. But 
I, I just watched a little bit of it and I was like, you go Van Jones. Like that, that's, that's so great of you to do. And a lot of it was really honest and, and I liked that. But, uh, what I saw earlier this week was, uh, Trevor Noah went on the breakfast club, which is this pretty popular, uh, radio show, talk show, radio talk show. That's what you would call that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's usually very hip hop centric. Uh, it's all black people. It's usually all black guests. Um, that might not be true. I don't know too much, but every time that I've heard about the breakfast club, uh, it's been an African-American guest has come on. So that's why I say that maybe I'm wrong. Anyone's free to tell me that I'm wrong, but Trevor Noah went on there right after this whole thing happened with the, with, uh, Tommy coming on his show. And he said that there was some really terrible blowback right after that debate. Like there was, I, I'm not sure a, exactly what happened, but what what I gather is that people got really angry that Trevor had her on and people got really angry about what she said. And the reason for the TMZ thing that we saw was after that wasn't planned after all of this like really harsh negative uh, stuff happened uh, post show his team reached out to her team and was like can we just sit down and talk about this like we d- we do not mean to sh- we don't mean for this amount of disrespect to be coming towards you guys especially after what you did by by coming over so in that photo that we saw of them uh, getting dinner it is it's his team and him and it's her team and her like it's a group of people there but that photo is sort of you know framing it in a more like intimate like pal kind of way and and even tmz was reporting that they like went out on a date afterwards like they they weren't being totally truthful about it which is kind of frustrating but that's you know trevor was kind of explaining that that's how that happened and in this in this interview he was talking about like you know i'm i'm really thankful she came on i don't agree with anything uh that she said but I, um, but I know that it's hard. I know it's hard to step outside of, outside of your people and outside of your show and to come into my, my den. I don't know what word he used, but he, you know, he was very acknowledging about it's an, it's an aggressive uh, thing if, if you're going to come in and say things that uh, people don't agree with. And he, he started talking about like a lot of people were saying, on the internet, you know, good job, Trevor Noah, for putting that bitch in her place. Like there was a lot of, wow, a lot of language like that. And he was like, he was saying he was like incredibly offended that people could be, I mean, all these people are progressives and progressives push harder for equal rights than, than anybody else. And just the fact that they are very extreme uh, equal rights advocates and that they would be calling Tommy Lauren a bitch that need to be uh, put in her place. He, he was saying on that radio show, like, do you realize what you're doing? You were like the ultimate hypocrite by saying that. Um, it was, it was, re- it was a really weird setting though for him to be in because they were all like the host of the breakfast club were saying things like, where did she even get that information or where, who taught her all those lies that she was saying? And it just felt very, like and this was like right off the top when they stopped talk, started talking about the whole experience it just felt very extreme to go like wow Tommy Lauren is just like spewing lies like that was sort of like the vibe I got from it and I was like okay well this is sort of what we were talking about last week where nobody is willing to admit 
that either side is like bringing any sort of valid points forward and that sort of turned me off but that's so why I, why are you frustrated with trevor noah it seems like trevor noah did yeah good i guess things. i didn't really i guess i didn't really answer oh, okay that. <laughs> i was like waiting for like the things that trevor noah said and i was like it sounds like he was like kind of defending her in a fine way i guess what, i'm more one thing- i'm more just frustrated by the experience from people on the left than i am at trevor noah himself like just the whole the whole mass of people that have been very uh, aggressive about the whole experience. It's just, I mean, she came out of her, she came out of her place to talk to him. And I don't know, that just made me really frustrated. I think we can that. agree that both sides, I mean, are just, we're both frustrated with both sides. Yeah. I just, nobody really reacted in, in the proper way at all. Yeah. And that actually, I was listening to, I started re-listening to Rob Bell on Pete Holmes podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, if anyone wants to go check it out, it was in May of 2013. Um, but they were talking about one thing that stood out is they talk about how any, uh, any donkey can tear down a house, but it takes a really special one to build one. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds like a funny analogy, but really what that meant to me was like, anyone can put things down. Anyone can, you know, have an opinion on things, but it takes a real special person to take that and really build it into something special into something new and something unique. And I feel like this is, this is like the epitome of what that quote means to me is everyone has an opinion yeah. and everyone can say like, Oh, you know, she was, she was a bitch. She was, you know, terrible. Same on Trevor Noah. Like how could Trevor Noah, you know, allow this to happen? Why blah, blah, blah. You know, everyone has a negative opinion and is willing to knock down these houses, but no one is being there, you know, trying to do something about it like no one is trying to build a new foundation a new house that people can come together in a peaceful way and talk about and i just feel like that is where we need to go and it it has to do with social media and how we all have this voice of you know we all we're pretty much all negative that's pretty much what social media has done you know we all have this voice but we use it to complain or to you know that type of stuff and so like that's like my hope for 2017. I'm like, here's my goal, you know, <laughs> that we can really just start like building houses, like we, that we start building things instead of trying to just tear everything down and tearing people down. Like, why aren't we like lifting people up instead? It, it's just, it really baffles me. Um, but I also get it because it's a mindset and I feel like it's a mindset we all have, unfortunately. We do. In this day and age, it's just, it's very primitive. It's, it's just in there. It's, it's in the back of our minds and the back of our hearts and, it's, it doesn't mean that you can't think that, but you just have to keep that thing in check and to, and to like, you know, know your nature and step away from it. We just have to reframe our mind to not focus on that much, that aspect so much. You know, we have to reframe it mm-hmm. to like more of, you know, what can we do about it instead of, I don't know, we focus on the issue too much and not what can be done. I'm not even sure. But you know, what's really funny as, is that I based on your suggestion on my plane ride back to LA, I listened to uh, Pete Holmes show and it was the one with Bo Burnham on and yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a great episode. It's a really, really great episode, but he act like Pete Holmes actually brought up when he had Rob Bell on and he said the whole, anyone can tear the house down, you know? It's, oh really? Yeah. He actually brought it up. So I thought that was really funny that you, that you that brought it up and, and it was around that time in the podcast where they actually started talking about the benefits of both, of both sides of the political spectrum and 
they didn't talk about it very long, but it just the fact that they said, no, there's something substantial about having both of these different opinions that are helping rule the government. I was like, thank you. Like just the fact that people with that kind of popularity are saying that I'm like, just, yes. Wait, I, I don't understand. Can you like, explain that? Like in the sense that they were like, well, if we didn't have a democratic party, there, there would be like this and this and this and that. And if we didn't have a Republican party, then we wouldn't have this and we wouldn't do that. And we wouldn't be like this way. Like there's just all these uh, examples that they were bringing up and just, uh, you know, Bo Burnham was saying there's some, there's some strength to having both of these, these areas of thought working in Washington and in the white house and in the Congress and in the Senate. And and it just made me so happy that he said that because people right now are not even like willing to to go there, like not willing to say that we should have Republicans here. We're not willing to say that there should be some Democrats here. Yeah, we need to like have a man. I think was someone telling me that like in history, what would happen was whoever won the presidency out of the two um you know, so say a Republican won the president, that the Democratic nominee would be the vice president. I'm not sure if this is a thing or if someone made that up or if I just made that up. But I thought that maybe that was a thing. In the sense if that there was a whatever. Republican with a Democrat and then a Democrat with a and Republican? Say, pretty much. Maybe this is not a thing and now I'm embarrassed. But I think you um, made this up. <laughs> well, that's fine. Be, but anyways, because I think this is how this is what we need, though. We need to have like a mandatory that both parties are working together in the white house. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to have like a half and half scenario here. Um, so like what would happen is if so, so Trump won the presidency and that would mean that Hillary would then become the vice president. Oh, you know, so it's yeah, like I don't know whoever, whoever won the primaries, you know, both of them were kind of almost guaranteed vice president or president. It just depends on which one. I don't think I like that. Anyways, it doesn't have to be like that, but what I'm saying is we need that type of system uh -huh. where, you know, if one person, if, you know, if the Republicans win, it's not that everything is Republican. You know, we need that, like, dynamic of, you know, argument and conversation. I think that is, that would make our government stronger, and I think it would make our country stronger because, you know, you almost have to find a happy medium. Yeah. And I think you'd get more done, and people wouldn't be as upset, you know? <laughs> Cause it seems like there's always a fight for like, we need 100% of everyone in the Senate. We need a hundred percent Republican. We need a hundred percent house representatives, of course, you know, yeah. for one party. And I just feel like that's a, that's not what America is based on. We're based on you know, this democracy of having these two sides. And I feel like we need that represented every time. But you, you do know, have to, you do have to think if you're uh, a Republican or a Democrat working in Washington, then, and you have an agenda, like you have these things that you want to get done, you're not going to want any Democrats around because they're going to stop everything that you want to do, usually. So yeah, that's how our system is working. But I feel like if we learned how to get along hmm. and make compromises, I think it would only make those policies stronger. And I don't know. I'm a dreamer, Mathis. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> I'm just so sick of our world being you know, like, I'm a dreamer. and we're always just rivals with each other. And it's just so silly. Like we really just split ourselves in half and we're like just looking to fight because for some reason it makes our ego feel good. And I just don't understand. It's a lot of fighting.
It's a lot, a lot of fighting. It is. That's my political rant for the week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Moving I on. Just, I just hope it improves over time, you know. I hope that we see. We need to build houses. I don't know how to build a house, but I'll try. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's people in the, in this. It's the entertainment. It's the commentary. It's the... Um, See, it's like, like politics should not be entertaining. No, no, no. That's I, no, I'm saying it's in that industry. It's in that industry. It's in it's in the commentary and in the the creatives and and it's in that place where that is stuff is going part to happen. Of entertainment. I mean, but it, it, I'm saying that it's in that place that what you're talking about is going to happen. Making it happen in oh. in Washington very hard to do. Or I see what you're saying. You know, but it's in that place where yes the culture influences yeah i'm saying the culture has to influence the politics yeah. because the politics isn't just going to change and then the culture is gonna be like cool right not You're typically right. yeah not ever actually yeah so i mean that's that's what i say like in the coming years i hope that that the culture is sort of moving towards that sort of vibe and then yes. it influences the way that everyone's thinking about things and it influences the way that the government and um, what you know what politics means in people's minds and I hope so yeah well the last thing that I wanted to talk about uh, this episode coming back to my my existential <laughs> talking in the mirror yeah talking in the Who mirror uh, we've talked about identity a lot on the podcast a few times like straightforward like we're talking about identity and then a lot of stuff that we talk mm-hmm. about obviously has to deal with your identity but I, to be very like transparent and vulnerable on hello and to do and to, um, and to really be talking about like what is on my heart and what is on my mind right now. I don't, I'm really having trouble with how to define yourself. And I I don't think that I've ever been good at it but it doesn't always bother me and right now for some reason it's really bothering me that i can't answer uh simple questions like where do you see yourself in five years or questions like what do you like to do for fun when you're not busy you know like i it's it's like even just in those simplest ways i'm like i don't i don't know and you know i'm trying to get down to the the bottom of what what are the things that do create who you are like what are the things that i that i believe or the things that i do or the things that i want that make me who i am and i think the problem there is that the the answers that i keep coming up with it's things that i'm like yeah but i don't want that to be one of the things that defines me like i don't like that enough i want something better than you know, like the job that I have or the type of family that I came from or the thing that where I grew up, you know, things like that. I'm like, I don't like those answers. I want, I want other things, but I don't know what the other things are. And I think that this is, this is one of the big reasons why God is very important in society and in, in people's lives because they, there, it does help with that, um, that sort of bridging outside of those elements of, I don't like that that defines me. I don't like that that defines me. People believing that that God created them and that they he like put them in the world with a purpose like God wants you to do this and God wants you to do this. There's something very like um securing and comforting about that sort of element and 
and I've been thinking about that a lot this week and, you know, just thinking about the, the power of religion in people's day-to-day lives because they do want that. But I wonder though, I, I do agree with you by the way. Um, but when you said that, I was thinking like, should we though, I feel like we need to be, be more sure of ourselves mm-hmm. to be able to define ourselves outside of any external thing, even God. Um, because I would if agree. that does fall away at some point in your life and, you know, spirituality and religion, it goes in waves. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you believe in God fully and sometimes you have doubts. Um, and I feel like in those times of doubts, when you do doubt whether or not you have purpose and whether or not God's in your life, I feel like when that goes away, then you won't have your identity again. True. And so you need to almost come back to like this foundational part of who you are apart from anything external. Um, and I think this is kind of what you're saying. Like you don't know what it is when you strip everything external. It's like, who am I then at this core, you know? Exactly. Um, and that's very important. I also think it's interesting that we feel the need to define ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I feel like, especially with listening to Pete Holmes, we'll go back to Pete Holmes. You know, they always talk about identity and it's kind of like, you know, when we put labels and we put names to things, we kind of strip something away from it. You know, we do take away a part of its identity by giving it a name. Um, And I think Pete Holmes is always like, you know, what is a tree? And he goes like into that. Like when we label a tree, we've now, you know, put a lot of these qualities on it when really we have to be, we have to look at a tree and not know and not think that that's a tree. And that sounds so like hippie, but it's like, wow. (laughs) Which actually, if you try it I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. If you listen to Pete Holmes, you know what to say. But if, what is actually a little trippy is if you do look at something that you see every day and you actually don't look at it. Cause I feel like that's what our lives are at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, we like, we just kind of, we have this tunnel vision and it's like, this is where we're going. And you know, we know that all these things exist in our realm, but we don't, but you know, we've labeled them. So we understand them. Um, so if you really do like look outside and I'll just keep the tree example and you kind of take away the fact that like, you know what that is, you know what type of tree it is, you know. Yeah. And you just look at it for like, it's it's even hard to explain how to look at it differently. But it really does, it gets really trippy because then you think like, things <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, now I'm trying to think. Um, it's like, to me, like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I should even go into like the tree example still. I feel like I'm going to get into this hole. Just, of like Just tree. keep going with the tree. It's fine. Like when you strip it of its label, you think like, that came out of the ground it's almost like hair like hair really freaks me out too like Mm -hmm. i feel like when we think of things growing it's like that the full length of something has to exist under for it to come out i hope this is going to make sense so like with trees and hair there's nothing underneath it and then something comes from it so it's really like something is coming from nothing and i feel like that's like the tree yeah in our world yeah like it's literally coming from nothing and you're like what (laughs) like something came from nothing how does that make sense wow john that's funny no i know exactly what you mean and i do agree that it is a really good practice to look all all you mean is look closely look very closely at something yes and just take in all of those elements but at the same time there is a part of you that needs to understand that that's a tree and you like at some point you do have to like put these labels on things it's just it's like there's there has to be like a healthy medium of like 
labeling it to the point where you don't see it anymore and don't think about it in a way that's different. I don't know. I think that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm like, okay, okay, I'm I'm not I'm not just a I'm not just Mathis, but I am. So what does that mean? You know, where like, okay, okay, it's not just a tree. I, I see it. I see all these little elements, but it is a tree. I don't know. I, right. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it does. So I'm, I'm sort of at this place now where I am trying to look closely at my own life and my own place in the world. And then I, I don't know. I'm still just at the, at the end of that rope where I'm like, yeah, but, but I am a human and this is earth. And I don't, I don't know what that means, you know, but you're definitely right. I think that that is a, um, it is a really good practice and yeah, I just don't know how to like, it's almost like you don't know what questions to ask yourself. That's, I I think that's the thing because like I said, I'm, I'm not okay with like the certain elements that I, that come to mind to identify me, but I don't know like what are the, the things that should be coming to mind to identify me. And I mean, right. And and I, I wonder if it's just like one of those things that you overthink a lot when you're younger, you know, like when you're Mm -hmm. in that like 20 something range where you're like, what is, what is it all? I don't understand. Like why, why is it all? And it it might just be something that you come to peace with as you, as you grow older or you just become numb to, and you just start calling all the trees, trees. (laughs) It's like exactly. there's another tree. You're a tree. Yeah. <laughs> you're a tree. Yeah. Um, or you just start calling everything tree. Yeah. I'm wondering if like the place to start is almost, you have to kind of ask yourself at, you know, the soul level and the intuition level of really what it is that you are kind of working towards it. Cause I feel like there's always this momentum of life yeah. and it's based on kind of what you want to achieve and kind of where you feel like your intuition's leading you like in a, you know, and it does have to deal with purpose, you know, it's purpose of life, but that's true. More, more so less like your, uh, ultimate purpose and more so like your daily purpose. Um, so I don't know if it starts with kind of that, like really moving inward and trying to figure out, you know, what is it that really gets you moving? And, you know, it's, it's almost like at a basic level, like what is it that really, you know, keeps me going forward? Yeah, I like the way that you phrased it about like uh where do, where is your in- intuition pulling you? Because mm-hmm. I don't sense that at all, but that's like the perfect way to say it. I think that that kind of gets down to my um, the root of my problem right now, where I'm like I don't feel pulled in any direction whatsoever, and that sort of comes down to the like where do you see yourself in 5 years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? I hate that question because what Honestly, like, why ask that question? Because no one knows, but, A, it's in the future. But people do have, have, goals. have goals. Exactly. And yeah, I don't feel I like, like a goal-driven person right now, in a sense. I'm like, yeah. That's okay. I have, like, some things that I, like, would like to do. But there's not, like, in t- within the next, like, two years, I hope that I do this. And then by doing this, I can get myself to this. And if I can do that, then I can get myself mm-hmm. here. Like, that kind yeah. of stuff, I've never But that stuff's been able also, to do I, feel, I feel like there's a difference. Because that's more... Um, goals that you want to accomplish professionally. I feel like that's what we that's, go to first. That's true. Prof- professional. Like the first thing for we sure. think of is what do I want to accomplish professionally? Um, and I think it's more so what do you want to accomplish spir- spiritually and like 
I really think it's just like because I feel okay when we talk about identity <laughs> I feel like I have to like go back now like when I feel like when we talk about identity to me our identity is really housed in our soul and our intuition like I think those are the same thing mm-hmm. um, and so I feel like to know who we are we really have to figure out we have to listen a to our intuition because I feel especially in our society now we are very numb to it because I I don't think we listen to our intuition and I think when we don't listen yeah. to it it stops not that it stops talking but you know you're not in tune to what it's saying um, after a while yeah um, so I think that's really like the first thing that we have to do is really get reconnected with that part of us. Cause I really think we all have that. Like that's what yeah. I would say. Yeah. I think you're right. But yeah, it's a, we live in a weird time when it comes to identity and yeah. accomplishments and goals and like purpose. Um, cause it's very much works based and I don't even like using that word, but that's the only way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has a very much, it has like a religious connotation. I don't mean it like that, but we're very it much. It is so very like, religiously attached though. Like yeah. in the sense that that's a part of like the society where that idea is sort of introduced and how it mm-hmm. became very important. And But what I'm meaning is like, I feel as if the way that we define purpose is through the American dream type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that we can accomplish with like, our you know, our jobs our money yeah and things like that what can we do with with all this work that we do yeah yeah or with all this time that we have and i think that this is like one of those younger person things too but i keep walking around thinking that i'm gonna wake up in five years or wake up in 20 years and think wow i really wasted a lot of time that's my that's one of my biggest fears yeah and because i feel like even you can almost even get that sense a little at this point in our lives. Cause you think like, wow, at least for me, like it was almost four years ago that I, no, it was no, it what this is going to be my fourth year of when I graduated college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, that was like a blink of an eye. And if that happened, yeah. And that was really quickly, very, very that, fast years. Yeah. That can easily happen with 20 years. Yeah. And exactly. To me, I'm like, Bleh. yeah. Shook. Yeah, exactly. Shook. <laughs> but, and that's what scares me because, because I'm very aware of that. And then I go, right i gotta do my thing that i have to do and then i go i don't know what my thing is that i have to do and and i like i come up with different answers and then i think to myself but is it like i think about everything that would come to mind and i go but really like for example um i i want to make like a feature-length film soon and then i'm like do i and then, you know, it's like, well, I, of course I want to have a family by like for sure 20 years from now, you know? And then mm-hmm. I think about like, okay, but do I? Like, I don't want to be in a relationship now, but when will I want to be in a relationship? You know, am I talking yeah. myself out of it or is it never going to happen? And then it's like the, the, with the film thing, it's like, but but I can't, I don't have the time or the energy to, to do it right now but what if i don't have the time and energy to do it tomorrow and what if i don't have that in in a year then you know so that's why i say um you know i want to do this and then i go but do i because i look at those steps and i'm like but i'm not doing anything to do what i want to do and then i go then who am i like what what am i supposed to be 
doing here? I don't understand because the things that come to mind that I want to do, I'm not doing anything. And I don't, yeah, I mean, you know, that's a, it's important to reflect like that though. Cause it really allows you to be like, okay, what are my goals for the future? And am I doing anything to really prepare for those? Yeah. I feel like that's all we can do. You know, it's great to have goals, but the thing is with goals is it's something that you work on every day. Right. You know, at least little by little, at least what, it could be yeah, daily goals, it could be yeah, yearly goals, or it, it could be, you know, your lifelong professional and family and all those goals. Um, and a lot of it's hard to label. Like you were saying that you want to, you want to go somewhere spiritually over time. Like you would hope that spiritually speaking, you are maturing, but it's very hard to define what a spiritual maturity looks like. And, and you could like the first thing that comes to mind is, well, finding peace in your life is uh, is an extreme spiritual maturity. And then I go, I don't need help with that. I got it. I can, I, I got mm-hmm. that down. Like I can keep figuring that one out. That one makes sense. But you know, like, but what else do I do? <laughs> right. I have no idea. I, I feel like what I've always seen on like these self-improvement websites and all of these things that can get really, really cheesy. But I think one thing I've gotten from those and one thing that I've never done, but I always have wanted to do is, you know, they say that every day you should write down your goals for the day, you know, just the day. Hmm. Um, and you know, do your, you know, top three things you want to get done and maybe have some others. Um, but really, you know, but just focus on a, just focus on the, you know, the top three. Um, and it, I feel like that really helps center you as well. If you do daily ones instead of, yeah. you know, lifelong ones, because <laughs> if you have your lifelong ones, that's when you get stuck in, you know, not doing anything today or this week because you're like, Oh, I'll do it later. But with daily ones, it's like, okay, this is what I am going to do today. And what's good about that is you can put things that, you know, matter on the daily, but then you can also put things on that list that help you prepare for your future goals. Yeah. You know? So if you're yeah. writing your, you know, your screenplay, be like, you know, write one page today or write, 10 words today. Right. You know, so it kind of helps it break down into more little, little steps. Um, well, I think that, <sighs> I think that that's kind of where that, uh, your works really do define you in a sense comes from. Like, it's not all, it's not an all bad thing to say like mm-hmm. the, your works do define you. And I think that that's kind of like, I don't remember how that exact verse in the Bible goes, but the whole, like an idle mind is like, available to the devil or you, you know that verse i'm talking about like <laughs> no. idleness is is susception to not from satan but is like an entry is satan for not is satan <laughs> stop john <laughs> it's to to paraphrase like the when when you stop doing things darkness slips in i think that that's what the I think that that's what the Bible meant when it said that. And I don't think it means that in like a meditative way. I think it means it in like becoming incredibly stagnant and not doing anything with your life. Yeah. This certain like damnation can start creeping in where you're your own enemy because you just became yes. so idle in what you wanted. And I fully agree with that. You know, I definitely don't think, yeah, I thought you're going to go into like an external thing. Like, you know, the demons are going to come over you. No, and, no, you know, no. And I'm like, no, it's definitely that internal you know, like you were saying, I take that verse very internal, like good, you know, like good. it's, it's, it's when you just stop like doing is so important and, yeah. and that's really hard to accept too, because you want to think that it's like, it's not about what I do. It's something a little deeper, but 
but right. the, the deeper stuff is defined by what you do. And I don't even like that answer, but I think that it's true. Yeah, you know? no, I think that's, and that, I mean, that's a great place to start even, you know? Yeah. Mindset wise. I will also say that I, you know, I talk about writing your daily goals. I've also, I also think it's very important to write down. I feel like I've been like putting down lifelong goals and like you shouldn't have them. I totally think you should have, you know, your lifelong goals and your professional goals. Um, because I think that is what will essentially drive you. Um, I just, I'm very weary of that being the only thing you define yourself through. Yeah. I figured that's um, what you meant, but it's probably yeah. a good clarification. Yeah. Um, cause I do think it's really important to write down your goals, you know, mm-hmm. what you want to achieve in your life. Um, and just kind of have it. Cause I feel like when you put something into the world, you know, it kind of gives you a little more motivation. It's a declaration. Like, yeah, exactly. And so I think that's very, very important. Um, so I just wanted to put that in there as well. It's very hard when you're in this place where you're like sort of trying to find the care for some of that stuff, you know, like trying to find the certain motivation it takes because like in a, in a sense, I kind of feel like, um, you, you know, you say to yourself, like, this is what I want to do. And like, I, you know, coming back to like, you know, examples of things that I said that I wanted to do. Um, you know, like I could say them out loud since I'm a verbal processor, I could say them in my head, like, this is what I want to do. And then I'm like, yeah, but I think I'd be okay if I didn't do that. And I, I don't want to have that response, but I feel like that is my response, you know? And I'm like, but what are the things that I wouldn't be okay if I didn't do? Like, what are the things that like, that I really have to do? And I'm still just trying to find those things. And, and sometimes I think of things and then I go, but is that really, is that really what I have to do? See, you're thinking about this too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's I think so. Like this, like, I think so. When you have honestly. one question, you're going to have like, it's like coming out in all these different directions. Like one is spawning three questions that spawns 8,000. Ex- that's exactly like, it. That's where I'm at right I, now, where I just need to let but, the questions and I, be and just. And I feel like at a certain point, I, I, f- I believe that your intuition will lead you in whatever direction that you're supposed to go yeah, in so that's true. i don't even think you necessarily even have to really ask those questions when it comes to you know the future i feel like if you are you know presently listening to where you feel like you should go deep down in your uh, soul i feel like eventually it'll just lead you to where you want because i feel like your soul and your intuition know what you want to accomplish in your life and so it will always guide you if you're listening yeah so it's not necessarily you have to like consciously think this is where I want to go, but just listen to where you feel like you're being driven and then you'll eventually get to the place where you want it to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I I do think that for me and for anyone else listening who, who feels this way uh, from time to time or is currently in the exact same position, this obviously I have no proof for this because it's a spiritual internal (laughs) thing, but I think that my theory (laughs) It's the devil. <laughs> it's Satan himself. It's my, my theory is that there might be something inside of you that is like halting you. If, if there is like, uh, if you're getting to this place where you could get stuck in like, uh, an internal stuck, I don't know, whatever, just stuck, you could get stuck. And it's almost like you, you like something inside of you is preemptively getting you stuck to say like, just stop again and think about this. Like, 
because if you don't start thinking about it, there's going to be opportunities or there's going to be um, choices in the future that you're not going to be able to make. Like you're not going to be able to say, oh, obviously I have to go A and not B. It has to be A. You know, and if you get to those decisions and you haven't really given the care to figure out like which choice you would make, then you might you might uh, fuck up a little bit, you know, and and there might be something to your soul or somewhere in that sort of ether that is like um, stop right now because you're sort of falling you're falling out of syncopation sort of with your mind, you know, you're like. You, you have to like remember what you want to do and maybe you have to reevaluate. Like maybe you have to figure out like what is it that you want to do right now? Where do you want to go with it? So it's almost like my possibly my soul is getting me stuck on purpose, you know? Like if you want to go somewhere later, maybe you need to figure out where that is that you want to go. Like whenever you get the opportunity to go there. Yeah. And I mean, I think it obviously I think we're all individually different. And so Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't necessarily think what would work for you will work for me or, you know, to anyone else. Um, so I think that's why it's really important to really go inward and see what's, what's going on. It is also really important. I think to have people to tell that to, (laughs) like I can tell that to you and, Uh and then we have a conversation like this and then I go, totally. That's true. And that's true. (laughs) And I don't agree with that at all, but I'm glad you said it, you know, like, uh, huh to to have people to be able to to do that with and and I am the yeah. type of person who does solo myself out a lot I I get very lone wolfy like all right I got to go figure it out on the the boulevard of broken dreams I'll be back later yeah. you know so right. it's it's important to remember that you can't figure it out all entirely on your own like you have to have somebody to say like do you think this way or what would yeah. you do if this is where you were at it's very true we'll see where I'm at in next week's episode i know right? <laughs> i'm Another sure that update. i'm sure that it'll be an entirely different thing you know yeah. some weeks are just a little more extreme than other weeks oh, yeah. and you're just like oh yeah what happened this week nothing yep. but for some reason mm-hmm. my soul and my heart and my mind said something in- terribly or incredibly bad is happening right now and and you're like wait why what's happening and then yes i understand you don't you worry <laughs> heaven's <clears throat> got a plan for you yeah this was fun well yeah thank you for thank you for hearing uh about all of all of my whatever you would call that stuff identity crisis yeah thank you for being the person in the mirror that is not myself (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anytime anytime matthias i guess that brings us to the end of our episode yeah yeah so we hope you guys enjoyed the episode if you guys do want to talk to us about any of the trailers we talked about spider-man because we love talking about spider-man um the only that you know, anything politically <laughs> you know you can always hit us up at our emails our twitter or that's about it and we hope you guys do because we would love to connect with you guys yeah thank you for listening as always yeah we appreciate it and a do to you all a do to you all and a do to you john yes you too mathis <laughs>